fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that knows it doesn't have to be good to be a classic. Solid. I'm your host, Joe, and I've brought along four of my friends to talk to you about Batman the Killing Joke this time. We've got Frank. The only podcast that loves you, Batgirl. Corey. <laughs> the only podcast where if it's going to have the past, it would prefer it to be multiple choice. Matt. The only podcast that's been to the edge of the abyss where all hope dies. And our favorite sequel. The only podcast that's garish, ugly, and smells like piss. <laughs> Honorable mention, the only podcast that's one bad day from being crazy. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Before we get into talking about The Killing Joke, we're going to go around the table and let you know what else we've been watching this week. Sequel. I watched The IT Crowd. British comedy sitcom has Chris O'Dowd in it and Richard Iowati. I don't know who either of those people are. Chris O'Dowd was in Bridesmaids. He's the cop. Irish okay. Guy. Richard Iowati was in The Watch. Ben Stiller, Jonah Hill. He's the ethnic-looking person. Didn't wow. See it, didn't see it. Wow. Well, Good save. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> you know. What's funny is I figured out their names... I figured out who you were talking about by you saying their names, because I don't know their names, but I know those two characters. It's a good show. Check it out. It's very funny. <clears throat> very funny. British funny, though. Yeah. So if you well, don't like British funny, you're not going to like it. I'm not really big into British funny, but it's, it's still oh, pretty okay. funny. I liked it. Fuck me. Short episodes. Four seasons. Frank, what do you got for us? I've been watching the CW DC superhero shows. They're okay. The se- these seasons are kind of not as good as they've been, but... Eh. Check it out. Matt? Rebels came back, so I watched that. Hooray! <laughs> I uh, watched this movie, and uh, I think that's it. I've been doing some work that's not really watching things, like actual work, so it's like reading, so I haven't been watching a lot. Matt, this is actual work. I expect I'm you... still I'm still waiting for that paycheck. No one said you get paid. <laughs> I get paid. <laughs> Of course, sequel. <laughs> oh, because he's the gold. He's the golden child. If you spell it with a money sign, <laughs> that's how he spells it. It's on his grill. Except he puts the money sign in the. He puts the money sign in the Q. <laughs> that's good. And Corey, what about you? I started watching Timeless. It's a new show on NBC, I think. How is that? It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um. It's more, it's, it's got its fair share of like time travel tropes, mm-hmm. fair share of Doctor Who, Doctor Who type stuff about like, don't change anything or everything's gonna go all sorts out of whack. And it never works. They still manage to change something. But it's cool. It, it, the, I think the best part is when they go back to present day and they're dealing with whatever has changed, like, th- those interactions are the best. Like, mm-hmm. in the first episode, um, spoiler, mom has cancer. By the end of the first episode, she doesn't. Like, that's a cool... Gotcha. Yeah. And what, um, what's modern day? No, I think, I think it's oh, supposed good. to be good. Oh, good, good for them, good for us. Who's yeah. that? I literally have no idea. Some chick who looks good. And she prob- does. She can probably get it. I don't know, I'm not an expert on that sort of thing, but... <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys looks like he could be an extra for uh, for um, Chris Rock, though. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen commercials. What's like, that? Like a double? Yeah, like a yeah. Stand in for Chris Rock. Stand in, whatever. No. Body double. Hey Joe, what have you been watching? 
I have been watching. Well, first of all, I watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey because yeah, why not? Excellent yeah. choice. Speaking of that, <laughs> <laughs> solid, fantastic. And also, I watched the first two episodes of season five of Dexter because that's where I left off, and that show gets really hard to watch starting in season five. I think that's what I've heard. So I don't know if I'm gonna be continuing with that. It only is five seasons, though, right? It's like it? eight seasons, I think. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't finish it. But I, hear, it I heard like the ending is towards terrible. the end. It's like awful. So I heard also. No interest. No interest in watching. That happened to me with uh, twenty four. Like I got the first like four seasons of twenty four down in like four weeks. Aren't they bringing back a different variation of twenty four? Yeah. Let it go. It's called forty eight. Bring... <laughs> no, the first forty eight. Forty two. Jackie Rabbit's the story. Nailed it. <laughs> And that's what we've been watching. <laughs> Let's get into our general thoughts about Batman the Killing Joke. Oh, wait, no, movie facts. facts. Oh, yep, I didn't write that part down. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. We'll start, we'll start over. Whole thing. Back to ten things. Go to the top. I've got some movie facts for Batman the Killing Joke. Batman the Killing Joke was given to us in 2016. Its director is Sam Liu... Who's only done animated superhero movies. Good for him. So I listed some of them. Superman, Batman, Public Enemies, Planet Hulk, All-Star Superman, Thor, Tales of Asgard, and then a bunch of Justice League movies. The movie stars the voice talents of Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Tara Strong, Ray Wise, John DiMaggio, and then other people. The budget for the movie, I have no idea what it was, because Box Office Mojo doesn't have it. Because it didn't go to the box office. Yes, it did. It did? It did. Yeah. I think of limited release. Though. Limited mm-hmm. release, like a two-night only. I don't think that... I don't know if that counts, though, because it's like... It counts! They made money. Speaking of making money, the movie grossed $3.75 million. Yeah. And I don't know what to put that up against, so... Maybe it made money. <laughs> it probably did. The scores. Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 48%. Certified dicks. I don't think we established a threshold for that, so yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not certified fresh, so it's got to be dicks. <laughs> the audience gave it 50%. IMDb gave it a 6.6 out of 10. Metacritic, shockingly, there are not enough things to give it a rating. Oh, really? So, yeah. And the user score on the Metacritic is 6.9. Oh, alright. Yep. So it's like 50. Sure. Middle of the road. And that's all I have. So now, let's get into our general thoughts about The Killing Joke. Matt! It was a Batman movie. Very concise, thank you. (laughs) That's it. That's all I have. Move on. Corey. The things that this movie got right, it got really, really right. And I appreciated it for those moments. But the things that it got wrong are so abhorrent that I, I don't know that I was able to get over it watching the rest of the movie. Uh, this episode's comic expert will be played by Corey. Because I didn't fucking look into it. <laughs> I read it yesterday, guys. There it is. Who knows when that was. Sequel. <laughs> the movie is a tale of two halves. The first half being pretty bad, and the second half being very good. Frank. 
I really wanted to enjoy this movie. I was I saw the trailers and I was really amped up for it because I wanted to see Mark Hamill again and I wanted to see Kevin Conroy again. And I just feel like I was very let down by the presentation of this movie um, and the storytelling. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. It's general thoughts. That's perfect. So I agree with what Sequel said, that this is a movie of two halves. However, I don't think either half is particularly great. So... Don't agree. No, and I'd like it noted that I've never read The Killing Joke, so I don't have anything to compare it to. I just didn't care for most of it. Since we're noting things having to do with The Killing Joke, uh, the entire movie, I thought The Killing Joke was a totally different story. It wasn't until the end where I went, oh, this is not what I thought was going on. This is not where he meets Robin. Yeah. I was definitely waiting for that to come in, but uh, it didn't happen, so uh, whatever. And those are our general thoughts. So from this point forward, if you've not yet seen Batman the Killing Joke, and you'd like to see it without knowing what happens, you can pause now and come back after. And we're back. Go ahead, guys. (laughs) Question I'm throwing out to the group just to start us off, um, because uh, going with the tale of two halves, which I think is going to be the crux of our analysis for this movie, um, because it's so goddamn spot on, was Barbara Gordon ever bad girl? Does anybody know that? I don't. I don't ever That's, know that. I don't yeah, remember yeah. that. She was. I only ever remember her or know her as Oracle. As Oracle, right? That is. That is. Well, this is basically that origin story. That is right. this origin story, and I. And that's when they get there. It's mm-hmm. great, but when it opens up and you see her on the side of the building, I'm like, the fuck is Batgirl doing here? She does not show up in the book. At all, whatsoever. The the first page of the comic book, the first page of the comic book is the scene where Batman is walking into Arkham to see the Joker. Are you fucking serious? Yes. Yes, that's where the movie yeah. should have started. If but they had cut out that first 25 minutes with the mob then? boss, <clears throat> this movie would have been almost perfect. I got a way to make this movie better. It's not that. Because if you start it with that, it's a half hour short. You don't have enough there. No, you don't. You're right. Feature. That's why they added that beginning part. It was awful. It is awful. It wasn't all awful. It was probably one of my favorite scenes. The beginning? <laughs> he <laughs> loved the sex scene. Oh, that's so... That's the most pointless scene. Oh, no, it was pointless. I'm not disagreeing with you, but at least I was like, oh, something interesting's happening. I hated it. And we're back. Here's my question. Did they take off their cowls? No. He didn't. She did. She did, but he didn't. Absolutely not. So she has no idea he's Bruce Wayne. He, she's just he's just Batman. Yes. I'm just checking because she's in love with the bat. She's not in love with Bruce That's Wayne. True. true. Everyone is except me, but everyone else. Is. I love Bruce. I I just. How do we feel about the style of animation? All right. Uh, so it was <laughs> sequel has words on it. Yes, do it because I really I'm a little conflicted, but um. All right, you have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. You instantly think of the animated series. came right. out in the early 90s. That animation's so much better. It's so much smoother. They get, like, faces right. This is kind of choppy and dis- disjointed, I feel, especially when they're walking and their facial expressions. But there are scenes, like Batman standing there in the rain, because he's Batman. That rain looks real. And there's another scene where he's like he's walking, and then you see like a, like the, the set pieces. You see a wall in the background. It looks real. It looks like someone took a picture of that 
and put it there. But they just didn't get the people right. That's what really bothered me about it. Because the animated series is so smooth. Like, uh, Mask of the Phantasm, like, as much as we didn't care for that movie too much, you can't say anything bad about the animation. Mm -hmm. Two things on the animation. One, I think that the voices that were coming through the speakers are so iconic to the characters that they were playing that you expect to see the faces that are recognizable. You expect to see the animated series Joker face be the Joker face that you see in this, and it's not. But it is exactly the way it's drawn in the book. At least the Joker. Batman, not so much. Because I don't know if anybody else noticed or bothered anybody else... But his fucking ears are hooked. They're, they're out too far, and they have like this weird curvature. I was like, this is it bothered, it bothered the hell out of me. I expect his ears to be fucking straight up on the cowl, and they had this weird. Hook, oh. oh, okay, the bat. That's the bat. Talking about Joker's no, 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 no. I'm like, sorry. Like, uh, what? Batman's cowl. Yeah. The like the antenna ear things have like this cur- like they're yeah. out a little further mm-hmm. than they should be, and they have like a curvature to them, and they don't. That doesn't belong. And that that bothered me, but the Joker himself was, I I would be willing to argue is drawn directly from the comic. I hate how he looks in this. So that's fun. Yeah. I don't know how I don't doesn't matter to me how comic accurate it is. I don't like his look. What about the look? Don't you like? I'd have to be staring at a picture of it right now to tell you, but just I. I meant to bring my copy. Super long face. <laughs> I, his face is really super long, long face. I, the, none of the the visuals bothered me, like the like the art was reminiscent enough of the '90s for me to harken back enough where I'm like, okay, this is using that style, but in a different way. It was probably CGI with that style, so of course it's never going to look the same. You know what I'm saying? So I th- that's a pass, and none of the slight differences bothered me. It was just what the fuck was going on that was just my problem. Or what the fuck wasn't going on that was my problem. The the mob story, mob mob guys and mob boss's nephew gets hooked on Batgirl and is. We don't even need to talk about this because it wasn't even in the comic. I know, I know it was but, in the story, but I'm just saying. But that like, that that fucked the whole thing up from start to finish. Like that just got her out of the picture, as far as I'm concerned. That got her out of the story, so we can move on with what you're telling me actually is the killing joke. But what actually happens in The Killing Joke is that the Joker shows up to Gordon's house, shoots Barbara in the stomach, and, like, sh- like severs her spinal cord. Yeah. That happens. The main criticism of the graphic novel, people who don't like it, and Alan Moore wrote it, and... Oh, did he? He doesn't like it. Huh. After the fact, he says, it's not very good. I, I kind of made a mistake with this. But it's, it's pretty beloved by Batman fans. I love it. People hate it because of the way they use Barbara Gordon. Like, it's... Batgirl was a big deal, and they just use her pretty much as a device to advance the plot. Right? In more ways than one, yes. Exactly. So the reason for the first 25 minutes, not only to make it a feature length, Mm -hmm. is to make her a character. You're supposed to connect with her a little bit more. I don't think it's necessary. We, we also don't. We, I wish I connected well, with her. It's she's the she's the main character for the first 
25 minutes of this movie, you yeah, see... And then all that's, of it's, Yeah, that's <laughs> then all of it's pointless. Yeah. She right. exists only to have sex with Batman, and that's it. Yeah. Well, and then get shot. And, she, and then get shot. Well, right. no, no, she exists and then to, be, to be a person that we can relate to, where it's like, oh, she's got exactly. a job, but she's also the, got this extracurricular thing with this weird guy that's yoga. Oh, wait, it's not yoga, that's Batman. We've all you, been there, right? If you start the movie off with her getting shot, you have no connection. Yeah, exactly. It's like, at all. But, that's why it's in there. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not, I'm, I think they made a mistake with it. I would have gone in a totally different direction, but that's why it's there. I mean, it doesn't need to be as long as it was, but she's got the Gordon name, so... That alone, we should be like, oh, instant connection with her. You know who she is, but you're not connecting with her. Because you don't know anything about her other than she's mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon's it daughter. Do they have to play her like that? But the way that the book is, you know, it doesn't start... like It's not like the first, you open up the first page and Barbara is talking with Commissioner Gordon in the house. No, Batman goes to Arkham to try to mend the the... <laughs> put out the fires that are the burnt bridges that they keep burning. But what ends up happening is he realizes the Joker escaped and blah, blah, blah. And then you cut to Commissioner Gordon's house. If that's the way this movie starts, I'm even okay. They did enough jumping backwards to tell the Joker's backstory. They could have done the same thing with Barbara Gordon. If they needed the the filler space, then they could have gone back and forth that way. Because the whole point is he realizes that something's wrong because the Joker's not there. Then, next thing you know, they're talking in the apartment. They're like, uh-oh, something bad is about to happen. And that's when the Joker comes in and, ki- and paralyzes her. Since you brought up the flashback scenes of the Joker's supposed origin story, because we don't know if it is or not, I would have started the movie off with that. I would have had his entire origin story as the beginning of this movie. And you can add stuff in there, because I added stuff in this anyway to make it longer. The only that would have been fine. With, I would have been fine with that. You can put it in that black and white tone. You can do it just the way they did it. But if you put that at the beginning and cut out all that Barbara Gordon extracurricular activity crap, then I think you have a much better product. Well, I mean, and the only defense... I, I don't disagree. I think you're absolutely right. The only defense I have to it is that in the book, it does go back and forth that way. Right. And that's what it is. Once it gets to the killing, once it actually gets into the killing joke, it becomes a damn near panel for panel representation. And not, and that always, that does not always transfer to film as well as we would hope. Um, as much as I, you know, feel about this genre of comics, Batman? I do, Batman, yeah. I do appreciate what they do with Barbara. It did make me feel for her, you know, and they did set up the whole Oracle thing really well with her, like, oh, well, look at this program and the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, like, I knew Barbara Gordon. I know Barbara Gordon's Oracle. I was waiting for it to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen because, like I said before, I thought this was a different fucking movie. But <laughs> did you think this is the one where where the Joker kills Dick Grayson? What was it? Family? Not Dick Grayson. Not Jason Dick Grayson. Todd. Jason Todd. Todd. Sorry, my but yes, I did because that movie I assume is going to be better than this. Possible. Moving on, we're we're past this. We're past this. So I'm fine with that. What my problem was was that you have all this backstory nonsense. And then he gives the line that he gives that everyone likes so much that I, if I have a backstory, I want it to be multiple choice. How many of those scenes were multiple choice? None. None. It was a fucking chronological story of, of apparently him. Why wouldn't they just do four different disjointed ones? 
Because the point is, if if we are to assume that that is the actual backstory, and granted, we're not supposed to, mm-hmm. but if we are to assume that is the actual backstory, it explains the pain and the torment that he went through to become the Joker, what tragedies happened to him to become the Joker, and why, specifically, he hates the Bat. That's the thing that's always missing from... And that's, you know... The big question with the Joker is why does he bat- why does he hate Batman so much? They are each other's antithesis, sure, but what got them started down this road? It is why Batman shows up in the first place to try to stop, try to get them off of that road. Mm-hmm. So you need a specific story related to why he hates Batman so much, whether it is the real story or not, because technically we don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know, that is that is what. That's what I assume is why you take one story start to finish. Okay. It it might not be the greatest choice. I mean, if he doesn't like it, then he doesn't like it. Um, since we're talking about the backstory so much, maybe either you or sequel can have some information on this. Why the fuck was there so many lobsters? <laughs> yeah, they were eating. <laughs> they were eating lobsters. lobsters? All the fucking time, and I don't even mean just in that one like backstory. Like every time you saw food, it was fucking lobsters. What year is this made? Twenty sixteen. No, no, no. What year is? Uh, I'm sorry. What year is this supposedly taking place? Twenty uh, fifteen. No, I don't know. I mean, what the when does the book come out? Does anybody know? No idea. No, I would uh, say nineties, eighties, or nineties, late eighties, late eighties, late eighties. Now, would we all agree that lobster is a pretty fancy dish? Even yeah. In the 80s? Oh, you got the yuppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. he, he's trying to make enough money to be yuppie. Uh, I, yeah, I guess. I'm not it's saying that's like, a reason. There's no explanation <clears throat> to it. Okay, I'm just saying, like, was it in the comic books? or? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. They're eating, they're eating lobster the whole time. I'm just watching them, like... There's also the, the red fuck? connection. There's also the, the, the color red connection there. With we'll the red hood. Yeah, because well, I mean, that makes sense. the last thing he sees is Batman in red. And then he jumps into the pool of chemicals. Which I was like, I kind of know a little bit about the Red Hood, and I was like, oh man, they kind of like this. This Red Hood origin kind of sucks because Red Hood I know is was kind of like a bad boy, but then a good boy, but then like a man on the fence boy. That is, that is. But that was the point. I, yeah. They were they were pretending to be the Red Hood. They were using yeah. the Red Hood as an scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't actually being the Red Hood. I love yeah, that. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that story. I, yeah, I like that's it too, but I didn't is. know that story. Get these poor schmoes, promise them the world, make them down this Red Hood, and... Then they become the, the scapegoat of something. Yeah, like then Batman shows up, the world's greatest detective, and he's like, oh, we meet again, Red Hood. Like, you fooled him. Yeah. The Joker also was the Red Hood at one point. Yeah, a lot of people were the Red Hood. Like, I think the Red Hood might have the most people inside of its... Inside hoodness. them. Inside of its hoodness as, like, any fucking hoodness. person. Even more than, than than the shield. I'm trying to think of someone that, that has had that many people riding inside of it. Other than What do we have in Robins? Five. Five. Five Robins? Uh, yeah. Cap's got, what, four? Three? Five. Five. Mm, well, what I thought. I also remember um, reading it a long time ago, for the first time, and... That's when I fell in love with the with the story. I remember the ending being slightly different. I remember the joke being the same, uh, Joker's laughing in in and out, all being the same. But I remember the very last panel being just bat like like a three quarter of Batman, and he says, and he just chuckles like, Haha, not actually like hysterically laughing. And when I read it today, 
or yesterday, I'm sorry, he actually does hysterically laugh. And I was like, I don't remember that. Because I liked it better when he was just, <laughs> and no more, that's it. The Mandela effect? Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I could have just been remembering it wrong, though. So we got here. So let's just, let's dive in. Killing Joke. What? What the fuck is it? What's the joke? Why is this happening? What is going on? It's one of the first things that I've watched, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I understand what he's doing, but I don't understand why the title is, and I don't understand anything else about it. I am not informed at all, so I'm just guessing and saying what I interpret. Basically, it's the same thing as the comedian in Watchmen. Life is the joke. Yeah? I mean, it's a good start. I mean, I got that, but I didn't see that as the thing. My guess was that, because the comedian was looking for, not the comedian from Watchmen, but the supposed joker that was playing the comedian, was looking for good material, and he got Batman to laugh at the end of it, and that's what was the killing joke. Because it was the killer joke. You know what I mean? Is that is that the time? Is that what we're going? All I can think of. Here's the thing: I can see all these threads, and they're just tiny little wisps, and I could pull at them, but I want to pull the right one. You know what I'm saying? Like I get it. I oh okay yeah oh life okay oh look that's a good joke. I'm laughing. I mean, if we're talking about the ending, I absolutely hated it. It's It's terrible. I hate it. I. Full on disagree. I'm with sequel on this one. Please, please, unload. They're unload. Fucking nuts. That's yes, the they joke. are. Who gives a shit though? What the fuck does it matter? Batman fans give a shit. Zero. And Joker fans give a shit. They're both nuts, and they need each other. <laughs> Gave me zero closure. It, it, credits rolled, and I was like, "What the fuck was that? What was that?" Like he didn't even break Gordon like he wanted to. Okay, here we go. I'm jumping in now. <laughs> Matt's no longer allowed to speak until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep raising my hand. I'm never going to talk. The ending is literally the best part of this story, and here is why: the ending is great because. Okay, you know what? I'm going to try this one more time. The killing joke itself. Let me start there. The joke that he tells. What happened? Why doesn't the guy walk across the beam? Because he thinks his friend is going to turn off the light, and then he can't see. And what would that make no. the guy holding the flashlight? No, 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 no. no. He thinks his friend's going to turn off the light, and so he's going to walk oh. along the beam, and he thinks his friend's going to shut the light off, so he falls. They're both from escape from an insane asylum. They're both crazy. Oh, so he thinks that he can't. So the friend's like, hey, the beam of light. Yes. I'm going to shine this beam. You're going to walk across it, and oh. the friend's like, haha, screw you. You're going to shut it off halfway through. I'm going to fall. Yeah, and the specific line is, "What do you think I am? Crazy?" You're going to turn it off halfway, which, of course, then goes back to the fact that that is the perfect, you know, symbol of their relationship. They can't walk away from each other. They're going to eventually kill each other, but they can't let each other just kill one another. The the bat can't let the Joker kill him, and the Joker can't kill the bat. Because he's just so much fun. He's just too much fun. Like, all of it make... And then, like, the laughing at the end is a humanizing moment for the two of them where they realize that they have more in common than we think. That, like, they're fucking crazy. They're both nuts, and they need each other. That's that. That's the killing joke, is that one of them is bound to kill each other, and they both refuse to do it. I think it's pointless, because nothing has changed. So is life. But there's no... It's like they just took an hour and 15 minutes of my life, and I have... I'm no different, 
afterwards than I was going yeah. in to the movie. And there's nothing to change my mind about that. Outside of the... Yes. That is the way you feel? Fine. But the only thing, at least for me, that changed when I read it was that, and subsequently when I watched it, was that I understand now why there's a connection there. I understand now that they they both are on this this collision course that can't change, that fate is going to make, or is constantly going to bring them back to each other. You put him away, he's going to get out, and he's going to wreck havoc until Batman shows up and stops him. It's humanizing for both of them, because you think of both of them either as this supervillain or this superhero. And in this moment, they're not beating each other up, they're not trying to kill each other, it's just one guy telling a joke to the other guy before the cops show up to arrest him. It, it brings them down to our level for the shortest, the most minute of moments. The ending is literally the only part of this movie that I am 1,000% okay with. Everything else I could pick apart a little bit here and there, but that I, I, can't, I can't line up with you guys. That movie, the ending was perfect. I mean, when you say it that way, yeah, the ending is perfect. Still fucking sucks because it's a <laughs> shitty fucking thing, but it's a fine ending and it's it does exactly what you're saying. I just don't like it. I knew that Batman was crazy. I knew that Joker was crazy. I knew that they were the same entity on two sides of one fucking coin. They are two faces coin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I get it. So I didn't need this fucking nonsense bullshit to show me that. And the fact that he bought this amusement park, stripped Gordon naked to try to make Gordon hate Batman, that didn't even work. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And then at the end they're laughing, and I'm like, great. Okay? No, of us are laughing. And then the credits roll, and I was like, wait. I, I, was I like, thought Robin was supposed to die. <laughs> wait, things were well, supposed to happen. Yeah, no, that was my problem. And then the second I, I realized that wasn't happening, I was like... Death in the family. Fuck me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. It's like, I should suggest that one. Well, your fatal mistake was ever saying that out loud. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I have probably any shitty movies to bounce back into the court. I'm not scared. I wanted the ending to at least, like, hint that Batman didn't do it to the book. You know what I mean? Like... Because Gordon was like, oh, you must do it by the book. By the book, yeah. By the book, ah. He could have laughed, and then, like, the camera was panning down anyway. They could have just been like, and that was it. Cut to credits. I would have been fine with that. I would have hated that so much. I would have been fine with that. Joker would have been dead. Totally would have been okay with I don't need closure in a Batman-Joker story. Joker's always going to get out. Oh. Batman's always going to catch him. You're going to have a lot of fun watching their antics. And that's it. So if you're expected something to happen, something to sum everything up, it's not going to happen. We leave that for Marvel. Yes. In Dark Knight Returns, they, you, know, you you get that closure. Do you? Because you see the Joker hanging upside down. You don't ever see the cops taking it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the real movie. Dark Knight Returns. Oh, the Dark Frank Miller. Okay, I'm sorry. The, ac- the, the actual one. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my, my we get closure in that one. Okay. We get closure and Reagan. <laughs> Go, Joe. For the record, I did not expect to see the conclusion of, like, the Batman-Joker story or whatever. No. It's just... They just decided to act chummy for 30 seconds, and then they were like, well, back to the grind. <laughs> we're gonna try to, you know, yeah. quote-unquote, stop and yeah. kill each other. It's just... 
I don't see the point to any of it happening. Like, it just... There's only one moment in this movie that I found really enjoyable, and I'll share that with you after, because, you know, cliffhanger. Go ahead. Uh, No. (laughs) Sequel. You said that you read that Alan Moore would have done this over. Yeah. Did he say why or how? He didn't say how. The why being the mistreatment of Barbara Gordon. Because he took a lot of... There was a lot of heat for that. A lot of heat. I, I don't mean, ugh, like fucking Barbara Gordon deserved it. I mean, ugh, as in, like, I, I wish that it was something like, oh, let me make this story better. There, here's another thing. Oh, wow, this story makes sense now. <laughs> like the extended cut? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Man. Oh, it's DC. That's coming out in, like, six months, guys. Let's read you this, then. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's their thing. I wonder if, if one of the issues that that's coming around on the... Uh, on, coming up on the table here for the people that didn't like it was because you thought it was going to be either a, a Batman and Joker story or a Batman with Joker story and not a Joker story. Because this is a Joker story. Batman is just... Or is that the Robin was going to show up? One of the five whoa, whoa, whoa. thought Robin was going to show up. <laughs> Once Robin never showed up, I already was off the train of what the fuck is happening, and I was still watching it. It's not like I'm sitting there going, I hate this movie because I'm waiting for Robin. I'm sorry, I could just picture you watching it going, like, oh, like an hour in, Robin can show up still. <laughs> <laughs> no, because once once like there was a, once one the one coitus one. happened on the roof, I was like, Robin is definitely not in the picture. Because at the very least, he would have been like this. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> what is happening? That Bruce, goes- you only do that to me. <laughs> God. Oh, and there it is. Oh, there it is. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Alex, you're welcome. <laughs> There's a glass of cold vodka waiting for you. I could have seen Matt just watching the movie ten minutes in. Well, I guess Barbara Gordon's Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know the story. <clears throat> I've heard the killing joke, like, so much that I just forgot that Death in the Family was Death in the Family mm-hmm. and just made the killing joke Death in the Family. And now it's like... Oh, yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Oh, right, nothing. Okay, let's watch that one instead. It's not like I don't like the joke, because I love the comedian, and he has a very similar joke. Life sucks and then you die. I get it. I just didn't fucking like it. I would say that the biggest the biggest downfall to both the book and the movie is that the the pacing at the end is too too much. So like you have Batman running through like the the house of mirrors or whatever mm-hmm. and he almost falls into the pit trap and all throughout and like, then he straight up murders one of the the little henchmen. Yeah, he yeah. straight up he murders threw him under the spikes. Yeah, yeah, he straight up murders honey people. <laughs> but the thing is, as long as he doesn't look back, it's not murder. <laughs> if a, he throws he's asleep, it's fine. <laughs> if he throws, I'm pretty sure you hear the piercing. No, it doesn't like, matter. Oh. No, it doesn't matter. If Batman doesn't make eye contact with the dead body, he hasn't done it. <laughs> but that's not yeah. So there's that. Okay, fine. But the thing is like. So the Joker runs in there, assuming that what, just under a, a basic assumption that what he's done to Commissioner Gordon has worked. So he's sitting there touting off, oh, I proved my point, that even somebody as great as Commissioner Gordon, could only it only takes one bad day, and then he's going to lose his mind. And then Batman catches up to him, throws him out of a window, and is like, oh, BT dubs, I talked to, uh, I talked to the commission on the way in, totally fine, didn't work at all, big guy. 
And that, so broke, just and like, that broke the Joker. He was like, whoa? What do you mean it didn't work? I was like, dude, you didn't check your work? Like, what the fuck? Well, you can't torture a guy for, the for like, six hours and expect him to go lose his mind in the first yeah, six yeah. hours. Yeah. Shit, I could probably have put up with that for six hours. I don't know, man. Uh, the pictures of this, the pictures of the abused naked daughter. Yeah, that would have been a lot. Would have made me really angry, but I don't know if I would have lost my grip. And that's the thing. Like, if anything, what he should have like, and that's what doesn't make sense is that Gordon was like, "Still do it by the book." No, you just saw, and, and you like, at no point was it ever even insinuated that the Joker actually violated Barbara. He just made it appear to yes. look like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, again, you don't know, but you assume, if you're Commissioner Gordon, you assume that that's what, what's going on in these pictures. Mm-hmm. So you don't say, do it by the book. You say, no, it, this is this has gone too far. Take my gun and put a bullet in his head and give me the gun back. It's fine. Is the scene with Batman talking to the prostitutes in the graphic novel? Yeah. It is? Yeah, but those are all, again, so in the book... Same lines? No, 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 no. None of that, none of those lines happen. All, all of the all of Batman's interrogations, pulling the mob guy out, stopping the prostitutes, all of that, that is all um, just like interjected panels as uh, Gordon is on the um, the roller coaster going through everything and it's just the Joker talking. The dialogue in this movie I think leads me to suggest that in the movie that Joker does violate Barbara Gordon. Oh, considering the fact that they said he, like he always talks about Rafala. He must have a girl already. So, mm, good point. That's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. In the book, they never make any. I of it. don't think so because I don't think that was in his head. I feel like he was all consumed with this plan to make a statement. To make a statement that he didn't do that. Even if, even if, like, seeming like it was part of it, I don't think, I think he was single-minded enough that it wasn't. Right. You're probably right. Okay, but I'm just saying. Batman's probably thinking, like, oh, shit. Like, that, that's why it's in the movie. Yeah. He also that's my, only, that's yeah. my Kool-Aid. He, o- he also only hears the other cop guy say, oh, she was found in a level of <clears throat> undress. Yes. Yeah. So that's all he knows, too. Yeah, that fucking douchebag. Yeah, yeah, I hate that guy. Go. What is his name? Officer Krupke? Ship pants, that's <laughs> Ship pants McGee. Isn't that uh, Bullock? Is that his name, Harvey Bullock? Harvey Bullock, yeah. Okay. I think so. I don't know. Let's call him Officer Krupke. That's better. That is in the animated series. <laughs> Krupke. That's from West Side Story. I know. I'd rather call him someone from West Side Story. <laughs> Go, Joe. My theory of it is that I'd have been assuming the whole time that he did actually violate her, but now thinking about it, I don't think he did, because when she comes to, she's like, they took Dad... She's like, I don't, I remember, I remember everything. She took that, like, she doesn't seem freaked out that the Joker totally the Joker had is inside me. So she, I don't, yeah. I don't think that it happened, because I don't think a victim wakes up that clear and able and not to process talking and about, deals with the things. Yeah, not talking about her victimization, only yeah. giving, like, the facts that are important. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because I know if something like that happened to me, first thing I would think would be Let's like, talk about wow. Didn't. That sucked. I'd be like, I didn't French feel toast! Damn. Get me French toast! <laughs> I didn't feel a damn thing, but that sucked. Uh, hello. Dead from the waist down. <laughs> Winky face. The animation choices um, in the apartment scene, though, I thought were really good. I know you guys hate the way that the Joker looks, but, like, the weird, like, um, half of his face being black and all you see is, like, the one... The white... The one white yeah. dye, like, dot on his eye. 
again, pull directly from the book. So for that, like, and that's, I think, what I appreciated. I appreciated the fact that it looked like I wanted to see my Mark Hamill Joker. I wanted to see that animation because that's what made sense in my head. But I at least appreciate that they were willing to pull directly from the book and be like, okay, like, if you've read it, you know that that, that you could have paused it there and flipped open to the book and put it next to each other and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. I do like that about comic book movies. I, I, I appreciate that. Like when they did that in Civil War, I thought that was fucking awesome. Like, I get that. That's cool. That doesn't affect me at all, but the art style, I agree with sequel. It was different enough that it was weird. No, I agree. But it was reminiscent enough for me that it was still on par with what I'm used to for anime. No, 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 I, I totally agree. I'm simply saying that those moments for me were, like, cool. Like, I... I I, I take those particular, like, one-second shots out. I guess for an animated movie, I can appreciate that more, but for, like, uh, live action, you know, you get the director's vision. Like, I like homages to the comic, like in Civil War, where you see scenes panel for panel. But, like, if you do the whole movie like that... No, no, of course. No, no, no. It's always it's always important moments. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's not panel for panel, but, right. like, that scene, boom, and this scene, boom. Like, I'm cool with, like, five out of a two-hour movie. Right, right. But, like, I, I don't think we've ever seen a live-action movie where they did, like, a panel for panel. And I think it'd be terrible. Yeah, it would. In all honesty. It would. It'd be no surprise, and it's... It's not the director's vision anymore. Yeah, it's, no. it's the it's the writer of the comics vision right. with the director helping. I like the animation. I just the only thing I had a problem was just how the Joker looked. Like everything else was fine with me. I enjoyed it yeah. for like an animation standpoint. It's, yeah, it's, face it's changes different. a lot between uh, getting banged around in a pipe and landing in a sludge vat. Yeah, I'm like, wow, your nose grew like two two and a half inches. <laughs> Chemicals are down. Crazy. Yeah, down. I mean, my biggest gripe. I'll start with gripes. Where's Terry oh, McGinnis? Am I right? Yeah. Right? Oh. Where's Terry McGinnis? Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I just stared at Matt blankly for the last five seconds. It was Oh, vulnerable. my God. Batman Beyond needs to be a live-action movie already. Favorite no parts? Anybody? Favorite, favorite scenes? Favorite? My favorite part. Yeah. There you go. Is the only part I liked about this movie wow. is when he's about to shoot Batman and then the bang-bang flag comes out. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> Alright, fine, let's get this over with. <laughs> okay, kick yeah, my ass. Yeah, that was funny because I was like, oh, he really thought that this was it. Like, he wanted this to be done. Okay, that was that was interesting for me. I was like, oh, good. But at the same time, at the same time, though, I think it might have also just been... He's, he's constantly trying to make Batman laugh. Doesn't work, but he's constantly trying to. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, exactly what you would expect a comedian to do. Mm-hmm. Pull the trigger on the gun... Flags up. Oh, God damn it. I'm all out of bullets. And then he throws yeah, the gun. Well, yeah, exactly. There definitely would be a bang flag. It would be click, click, fuck this. Because that's the funny thing. It says click, click as if there were no bullets. Like, yeah. if, you, if you pull the trigger. Yeah, that, was, the that was interesting. Click, it said click. click, click, click. And I was like, usually those flags say bang. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. That's great. And then Batman does have that moment again where he's trying to reason with the Joker. For some inexplicable reason, yeah. but he is trying to do it. He said, "Like, yeah, I, I'm." And then they have the stupid bro moment where it's like, "No, no, it's just I'm too far gone for that." Yeah, I totally appreciate what you're trying to do right now, and it's like, "Well, I, why are we having this?" Yeah, I understand. 
You're both crazy. You both need each other. No. But Batman might actually be trying to stop stop it, and the Joker's just saying I, that he physically can. I get that. It's just we already know it's never going to stop. It's just it seems silly. But did okay. So here's the question: Then did they know that it was going to stop when they wrote it? That's what the point I was going to bring up. It's we know it's we know what it is now. It's years and years and years later. It's not a shock to us. But back when everyone was raving about the book and raving about the story, maybe it was a shock. Uh, I would agree with that. It definitely, it definitely was a shock, probably to people mm-hmm. in that audience in that time. And that's it. I mean, that's the, that's the difference, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we know in 2016, but did they know in 19? 19- so do you think in the future, 88. Batman, Joker fights or whatever, they event they sometimes think back fondly to that moment no. where they both shared a laugh together? No, because Batman and Joker fights are just practice. Because Joker and Batman are bro pals, and they go out and stop crime together. <laughs> they dock when they get home from work. Just the tip, just for a second. Just to see how felt. Someone else give us your favorite part. <laughs> the flashback scenes of the Joker and that line everybody loves. Because at, when you're watching it and you, you think, oh wow, okay, I'm getting a Joker origin story. And you're like, alright, I feel bad for this guy. This is pretty good. And then you find out that it all might be bullshit, but it might not be bullshit. It kind of fucks with you a little bit. I dig it. I like that a lot. I always thought that it was, um, or I've always argued that it was actually a moment of of honesty, because you never get any honesty from the Joker. I've always thought that that's, that that story in the Killing Joke is the honest story, and the reason that he wants to have the multiple choice is because this story sucks so fucking bad. So like that's always the way I've taken it. But yeah, I, I mean that line's great. My favorite part though is actually the joke. I like the, I like their humanizing moment at the end. Here's my question: If we, um, not my question, but. If we took these these uh, feedback these um, oh god these flashback scenes right mm-hmm. and there's the, what there's four of them something like or something and he says the multiple choice bullshit if you had just changed one stupid detail in each flashback so it's the same story but for whatever reason his wife's name is different in the second scene he's wearing and then a silly in the third hat scene, in the third one. he's wearing a silly hat right then it would be like oh multiple okay choice. this is the same story but. It's slightly different. You know what I'm saying? So then I would, to me, it'd be like, oh, he's fucking with us. Okay, cool. But this is like, wait, is he having a sappy fucking, come on, Joker, hold it to fucking gather. Moment of clarity. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he fledges Joker to kind of do that in the movie. Because when he tells a story about how he got his Yeah, he always tells a different story. Right. That's right, which I like, yeah. You like that better than what? I, yes, I like that better than this. Where and it's just like, wait, same. I that say, is a better way to do you know, it. Well, is it better or is it just different and they're both good? Because I'm... Okay, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll agree with that one. I prefer the one that was in the dark. Sure. So you were arguing that the moment of honesty that the Joker has is, like, that you think this is, like, subconsciously just seeping out and this is actually his story? No, I think he's, he might be telling... I mean, we don't... I'm, obviously, he has to be subconsciously thinking about the story. Like, he's not telling that story yeah. to Batman in the moment because... Well, yeah, he's not telling it to anyone. He's just remembering Yeah, it. he's just remembering it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just a moment of clarity where he's actually remembering what happens. See, I think his moment of honesty is when he says that he remembers it differently each time because of whatever happened oh, to him. Okay. I think that's the only time he's actually being honest in this movie is because he can't remember. So he sometimes gets glimpses, and then he has to fill in the rest. But he doesn't even want to remember. 
not to say that, he does, that, that, yeah. you would think about your past sometimes mm-hmm. if you were as crazy and fucked up as the Joker is, just because... Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. and that's why he wants to be multiple choice, because he gets to create it every time. And plus he doesn't know. And he doesn't know. But that makes him feel better, because if yeah. he gets to create it, then it doesn't matter what the real story is. I think we can all agree, though, that this story, origin story, is way better than the Michael Keaton movie. I don't remember what that one is. But so that's, yes. that's what's funny, is that the Michael Keaton... <laughs> yes. But that's what's funny, is in the, the start of the Michael Keaton movie... He falls into the chemicals. Yeah. Right, but he's, he also, he's pulling directly yeah, from the killing joke. also kill Batman's parents. Yeah, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I was saying that. That's, I don't that. that is a little much. Yeah, I haven't seen the dumb. Michael Keaton movie forever. But what I'm saying is, like, there, there are aspects from this origin story that surface in that Michael Keaton Batman movie. They also reference the killing joke a lot in the Arkham games. Yeah. You see direct scenes, mm-hmm. Joker shooting Barbara. Um, well, they have to get Oracle somehow. Right, there, there, are, her. there are moments where you, and I think it's Arkham City, where you walk around as Joker with a red hood on, people laughing at you, and you go to like mm-hmm. comedy clubs, and uh, and in the third game, if you go, or the fourth game, Arkham Knight, if you go to Oracle's like lair, the clock tower, you can like unlock a, like behind a shelf, you see the Batgirl costume, and yeah. Batman just like hangs his head in shame. Arkham games are awesome. They go really are. I fucking love those games. Apparently there's another one we found out on we Saturday. We found that one out on Saturday. <laughs> there's another one? There's a yeah. VR one. There's another VR one? Oh, yeah, I don't know. This one's a PS4 no and Xbox 360. Oh, they're, but they're making it or it's making No, it's, it's out. It's in, sitting in a Dave & Buster's uh, shelf. It's sitting on a Dave & Buster's shelf right now. It's like 30,000 tickets. <laughs> Joe! That's a weekend for you. Come on, man. <laughs> My favorite part would probably be the end credit scene. It was over. Zing. No, no, her, <laughs> no, no. When she walks, when she when she does in. it, I was like, "Oh, look, Overwatch, Felicity." Uh, right? I keep thinking that. <laughs> um, but then um, there was another one. Uh, I like when she kicks the shit out of the mob boss guy, and then he he drugs her. Parish frowns. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he drugs her, and like she like locks the door, locks herself in the safe. <laughs> That's a good scene. Why does he just break back into the safe? <clears throat> When when she's pictured after that on the ledge, I'm like, how did she get out of the safe? And then Batman's like, oh, it's a good thing I got there when I did. I was like, okay, they clarified this up for me. That's yeah. good. Clever girl. Do we all have an issue with the name Paris Franz? Please. Well, it was a nickname. Please. I, I stopped. But I, 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 I couldn't get over the fact that like, I couldn't understand why this was happening. <laughs> so I spent so much time trying to figure out what fucking story they were trying to tell and how it was going to connect. Make his name Bill Smith. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know the fucking name. Oh, hey, oh, Bill Smith's not a mafia name. Paris Frowns. Come yeah. On. Um, uh, my favorite part might be when Batman admits he's crazy a couple times, <laughs> which, which happens a couple times in this movie, and I'm like, okay, I like that we are moving. We're moving through your twelve step process <laughs> together. Acceptance. Step yeah. one, you've step accepted one. that there's a problem. Yeah, you've accepted that there is a problem, and you are continuing with the problem. Excellent. So we're moving to a different tree. Okay, <laughs> Batman only needs one step. Thirty-six step process. Step number two is stop fucking doing it. Okay, great. This is the long road, guys. We'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> I think that might be my favorite part when he was like, "This." He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't change his voice at all. At all. I don't even think we saw Bruce Wayne in this movie. Yes, he did. Yes, we did. He took his cape. Please, I hate everyone in this room. Okay, okay. He took the cowl off and Alfred took his cape off in the Batcave, but it's, he's not Bruce Wayne until he's in a fucking tux. Yeah, that was very... 
Really? Like that, that as that soon as that cowl comes out comes off, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that part, but that was very small. And Alfred even gives him like tea and crumpets. But he's still detecting. Bad yeah. the world's greatest I basically detective. also forgot Alfred was in the greatest movie. detective. I mean it's it's like thirty <laughs> seconds in passing. <laughs> And he's like the sixth or seventh listed person on the IMDb page. I'm like, ah. Is it the same Alfred from the animated series? I think, I, that, uh, I think that's why his name is so high. I think all of the old animated series voice actors are what's it, or who are in this. So that's why they're marked in that order because. In Terra Strong. Yeah. Not as Timmy Turner. <laughs> the Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent uh, shout out is interesting. That's cool. I like that. No, I, I think it's cool. But, like, I think it. it, it um, it makes a point that the reason Batman is going to the Joker to try to settle all this stuff out is that all at least some of the other supervillains are already locked up. Yeah, he's proving that it's like it's like later in the career, like he's done a lot. Like he's already put Dan away. Clearly, he thinks he put the Joker away. Oh, yeah. We don't know. I think they. I think you see Cobblepot sell. I'm not sure. And he put he put away the Catwoman too because. Gordon had a scrapbook. Gordon scrapbooks. Let's all let's yeah. all sit down and unpack that. That was cool. I was like, he's scrapbooking. Well, good for him. Well, if he has a Catwoman scrapbook busy. that he hid from his his daughter because no, 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 no. He he um <laughs> he was asking her to find it because he could he couldn't remember where he put it and it fell behind oh, the dresser. Oh, okay. I thought he hid it behind the dresser because I was like. Yeah. Okay, Gordon. I see what's going on here. Good for you, bro. No, because she's like, well, I mean, granted, he could have been hiding it from her, but he, because she comes out, is like, you, it fell the you uh, the scrapbook. It fell behind the dresser again. You gotta stop. You gotta let me organize these on the database for you. But no, I think the reason that the the Batman has this moment where he's trying to fix things with the Joker is because he thinks that he's like he thinks he might be at the end. Clearly, he's not because the Joker gets out, and and they always they. All always get out. I also like too when uh, with uh, the Harvey Dent like throwback call out. You see H Dent on the cell, and you get the Joker says unknown. Mm-hmm. I just liked it, and I thought it would have been really savage if Batman kicked the coin that Harvey Dent was trying to reach. <laughs> yeah, that would have been savage. So I think that's going to do it for our discussion of the movie. I think we're going to get into rating it now. Here at Zero's Talking Heroes. We rate movies using Infinity Stones based on how good we thought they were, with one being the lowest and six being the highest, and if you give a movie the sixth highest rating of six Infinity Stones, you have the option to include the Infinity Gauntlet at your discretion. That's pretty much how it works. So now, let's kick it off by giving it our ratings. Sequel. Since this movie is a tale of two halves, I'm going to give it half of six, which is three. Three stones. First half is really bad. It almost kills it, but it doesn't quite kill it for me. And plus, it's Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Anytime they're in anything Batman Joker related, it's going to be pretty good. Frank? Um, I'm going to give it a number of stones of the things that I liked about this movie. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Two stones. <laughs> Matt? Uh, I am in the same canoe as Frank. I'm also giving it two stones because while it's, you know, outside of the fact that it's a Batman story, we take that away, it just didn't do to me what it should have done as what it was. Have Robin show up. 
Yeah. Where was fucking Robin? <laughs> when does Robin show up and die? I don't understand. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Guys, seriously. They better make this quick. Ten minutes in, I realized I was talking about the wrong thing, and then 25 minutes in, I went, Oh, death in the family, right? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so, I figured it out. Corey, give us your rating. Uh, I... Because I agree that this is a tale of two movies, I am going to rate them separately and then average the two together. I thought that's what sequel was going to do, so bravo. (laughs) So the first half of the movie gets a one for being hot garbage. She is hot. She's so hot, though. Um, And the second half of the movie, I actually think, gets a five. So one plus five is six divided by two is still three. (laughs) (laughs) No... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Is it math that you got to the same fucking place as sequel? No, I'm actually going to give it uh, a three and a half, though. Oh. But, Joe, that's what I did. I just didn't say it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think, it's slightly, I think it's, it's slightly above the... The halfway mark. The halfway mark. Or the low-end halfway mark. I think it's a 3.5. But the first half is just absolutely miserable. Like I said, I didn't love it. <laughs> there's, there's one... Real moment of joy that I already shared with you that I experienced, but it's not a bad movie, like, just to watch. It's just, I didn't care for the direction they took with it and what happens in it. The biggest crime in this movie, well, two biggest crimes in this movie are one, that there's no reason for Barbara Gordon to be there. If you're gonna put her in the movie, give her something to do that's not just, like, she could just be there to get shot, I get, that's the whole, her whole thing. But if you're gonna make waste the first 30 minutes of my viewing, have her do something interesting instead of just have sex with Batman. And the second thing is, I was billed with the tagline of this movie being Batman gets put through a tra- traumatic ordeal by the Joker. I'm like, this was traumatic for Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Batman's not affected by this at all because he has a heart of stone or something. <laughs> no. no. He also heart. doesn't really see any of it. Yeah, he's got no heart. He doesn't get tortured yeah, at all. But just, it, it was not any traumatic experience for Batman, so I was lied to from the get-go. So, <laughs> thanks description. I was not prepared for this. But yeah, I'm giving it two stones. I really want us to get an animated Batman movie that we all like, because I feel like all of the animated Batman movies have fallen on our deaf ears for the most part, and we haven't rated them very high because of one reason or another, either timing or... We've done two, and there are so many. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hope that one day we get one that's, like, passable, and it's like, oh, yeah, this was good, and it was animated. Because I don't want it to be the animation's fault, is what I'm saying. Dark Knight Returns, that's pretty good. Yeah. You might dig that one. Yeah. It's old, fat Batman. Ooh. <laughs> I like the way he shaves his mustache in a few state in that <laughs> fucking movies. Oh. I wonder what happened to it. It's like, get the fuck over yourself, bro. I think that's going to do it for our coverage of The Killing Joke. So now is the part of the episode where we go around and let you know what you should do in between listening to this episode... And when our next episode comes out, Frank. I'm going to recommend a uh, music album for you guys. It's called The Madness of Many by Animals as Leaders. It's really good if you like jazz metal. It's really cool. That is a you, genre I've never heard of. And you've it made amazing. me want to listen to these fuckers, and, I'm, and I don't like metal. It's, and uh, I don't particularly care for jazz. They're either. all instrumental. so That's it's the like only reason metal. I want to listen to them. They have other, that sounds like, awesome. Um, yeah, they have, actually, like, they made it sound better. What's the name of the band again? Uh, Animals as Leaders. Okay. They have a... Yeah, they're really good. They got a bunch of different albums, but... Uh, yeah, they touch on a couple different music genres in this new album, which is kind of interesting. I need more reading music. 
That's not it. If it doesn't this have musical, words, it's reading music. Yeah, no matter what it is. This musical, eh, I don't know. I Every time I listen to it, I'm like, I'm focused on the music, trying to understand what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but it's really cool. I'm cool with it's noises, but the second there's words, I can't it, read yeah. and then have like words in my head. Corey. I am going to recommend, if you are a fan of actual play podcasts, I know we've recommended a couple so far, but um, I would say go and look up Party of One. It is a podcast that um, exclusively deals with um, two-player games, so there's a single GM, or uh, there's always a single GM. There's a GM and a single player that have to work out the scenario. So, like, if you're used to listening to, like, a regular D&D podcast, where, like, there's, like, five people all working together on something, now... It's just one-on-one, so the whole dynamic of the group is, is really like turned on its head. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, look up uh, Party of One. Matt? I would like to suggest to those people who may be subscribed or maybe not be subscribed to check out Harmon Quest. I just checked out the first episode. It's free on YouTube. And if you have CISO or you're willing to give CISO a chance with a free trial, you can check it all out. CISO? CISO. S-E-S-O. What is it? Oh, I'm sorry. CISO is a... I think it's a channel Dan Harmon started to start putting his own bullshit out on. uh, And anyone he approves of. Um, So he put out Harmon Quest, which is basically him and three of his friends plus one random person playing D&D. But they animate it and then cut back to, like, them in the studio recording it. And it's really well done and really funny. And the animation is the style of, like, Rick and Morty. Is What's-Her-Face from, um... Parks and Rec in it? No. Are we uh, she might be in one episode, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I saw I saw a commercial on YouTube, and she was on it. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. I didn't know if she was, like, a continuing character. No, or she's just I think out. the fourth member is always going to be a guest. Did they get Chris Hardwick on there yet? Not to my knowledge, because well, I only watched episode one, and then a trailer. What the fuck's because that was the free stuff that I got. But it's got Jeff Davis, and Jeff Davis is a fantastic improviser. So is Dan Harmon, but Dan Harmon's, like... Dan Harmon, like, breaks it down, breaks the fourth wall, like, constantly. Yes. But Jeff Davis is fucking amazing. He's been on, um, like, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway forever. And I didn't know that that was Jeff Davis until I started listening to Harmontown, which is a podcast that they do, but... Which is, the, this was the idea that came from that podcast. Anyway, so yeah, Harmon Quest. Sequel, what do you want to do? What do I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to recommend a podcast called Life After. It's a sci-fi episodic podcast. Um, it's by the people who made the podcast The Message last season. And it's about what happens to your deceased ones and social media. So check it out. It's a pretty Ooh, interesting story. What? Really cool. Social media? Let's see. That sounds interesting. I thought you were talking about the show that was uh, called Life After Man, where they just... They make men disappear. They make men, you know humanity just disappear, and then they go through like a, an area and like what happens in like the months and years out, like how long it takes for the queen's dogs to eat each other and then eat themselves out of Buckingham Palace. This isn't that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for. Clarifying. I figured that out. Tangents. <laughs> and I'm gonna recommend. It's a very simple one. Go to Dave and Buster's or something. You know. That's along the same lines where you can drink beer and play video games like an adult. Barcade. Oh my god. Barcade in New York City. Aren't they all like hipster as like Pac-Man and fucking pinball machines though? No, they got a bunch of shit. But Did yeah, they? but those the people that are there, yes. Okay. Alright, so next time 
on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing... I'm doing this out of order, I know. No, no I'm just loving it because it sounds like a, like an 80s television <laughs> show. Next time on Zero's Next Talking Heroes. Next time on The Super Friends. <laughs> the Zero's Tangle with... Dun, dun, dun. Flashpoint Paradox. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Staying in the animated vein, I like it. Yay! I, I don't know, we're waiting for a vocation, so... Is that on Netflix or some shit? Yes, it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's like you weren't here for the discussion. I wasn't. He was in the kitchen. Damn it. Getting us pie. Whoa, burn. That was what you were doing. I know. <laughs> Alright, the dog's up. We gotta do this quick. Trying to save you guys money for Christmas no, he's, shopping. He's you thinking look. about what position he should go back to sleep in. <laughs> That's what he does. He wakes up and goes, Fuck, that position sucked. This one's better. <laughs> Hagrid is the same one. <laughs> it is basically. <laughs> He's growing. Growing is hard. So if you'd like to get into contact with us, let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know about a movie that you'd like us to cover. Let us know your favorite color. Send us something. First way to do that would be to send us an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You could also tweet at us at zthpodcast. Give us a follow on Instagram at zthpodcast. Search for us on Facebook, Z- Zero's Talking Heroes in the search bar. Or Facebook.com backslash ZTH Podcast. And last but not least, find us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and if you want to include a review with that five-star rating, we'll read it on the air here, and then rejoice. Seriously. Yeah, 100%. Like, jump up and down type of shit. It's been a while since we've had one, so I'm pretty sure it'll be legitimate. And for people I know who listen, you can never call in. It's not that kind of show. We're never live. It's not going to happen. But if you want to text us, text SEQUEL at 555-123-SEQUEL. That's exactly the right amount of numbers that you would you need to put You are fucking welcome. <laughs> yeah, SEQUEL, too. If you, can't, if you can't figure that one out, I got nothing for you. Exactly. SEQUEL spelled with a two. <laughs> I have to use the dollar sign for the S, though. Yeah, the Q. <laughs> the S and the Q. <laughs> Double. Double money. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. On behalf of everyone else, so long. Bye.